to Life Lessons. We're Jen and Sherry. I'm Jen Stevens, a retired teacher of 28 years and the author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat. And I'm Sherry Bullock. I've worked in healthcare for over 26 years, and I've been an active volunteer for many organizations. We're both wives and moms, and let's face it, we're the glue that holds it all together in our homes. In our careers, we have always been problem solvers who help others. And that's what we'll be doing here, answering questions you didn't know you had, one smart solution at a time. We're always looking for ways to make our lives easier, help us be more productive, or improve our health and wellness. So let's live our best lives one day at a time, and let's have some fun along the way. Hi, everybody. We are so glad you're here today. Welcome to episode 53 of the Life Lessons podcast. How are you doing today, Sherry? I'm wonderful. Anything new going on with you? No, a little fall hay fever. Waiting oh, on Eric's follow-up appointment with a hand surgeon. So always something. It is always something, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting ready to go to the beach tomorrow with my college friends. So I've been crazy busy. I got a um a surprise Green Chef box today. Surprise! And it was from Green Chef. So it wasn't like I forgot to turn off an order or something, but Green Chef sent it because they sponsor, you know, uh, my other two podcasts. And so they just sent it to me periodically. They send me one. And so I'm going to be gone. So I was like, well, I'm going to make these three meals. And I also had a sun basket meal. I was like, I'm going to make four meals. So it's really eight meals, right? Eight plates of food. So I'm going to make all these meals. For, for Chad while I'm gone. I'm put some in the freezer. Yeah. Well, I had to do something with the food. And so I have been cooking like crazy. Also, I had to record some sound bites for Cleanish. So I was recording all morning and who it's been a long day, but I have cooked up a storm. So if it storms, you'll know why <laughs> I cooked up a storm, <laughs> but I've got it all there all ready for him. And he's like, well, when am I going to eat pizza? I'm like, okay, now <laughs> If I come home and this is all still here, I'm going to be so mad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess you'll have food waiting for you when you get home. I guess so. He does love to order pizza. Like, he'll always ask me if I want to order pizza. I'm like, no, we have food. I'm going to cook it. So he, like, really loves to order pizza. And I'm like, no, I do not want to order pizza. Oh, well, I really love pizza. You know that about me. But there's just no good pizza where I live. I mean, it's just your national chain stuff, right? There's no like good New York style pizza or wood fire pizza or whatever. Well, a couple weeks ago, we were going up to where my bonus daughter lives and she was going to be in the homecoming parade. And I said, I wonder if they have good pizza restaurants up there. And so I was looking and, and he called his ex-wife to ask her about this one place I found. And he said, she said, oh no, you need to take her to this winery. And they have really good wood fired pizza. Well, Eric wasn't for that at all. I don't know why, because you sit outside because there's wine there and he doesn't like wine. I don't know what, I have no idea. <laughs> that but wasn't his jam. That, it just didn't that, sound like it. was Eric. not going to happen that day. So we went to the other place and then we got there and found out it was carry out only. They'd closed their dining room. So we didn't have pizza. Well, he went to get Avery on Friday and I was at the store and I was going to actually order some calzones from a little local place. And, and he said, Hey, have you already ordered that dinner? And I said, no. And he said, well, don't because Avery's mom is bringing you a pizza from the winery. So she ordered it, went and picked it up, 
Oh, it was so delicious. It was the best thing that's been in my mouth since I moved to Alabama, I think. Oh, it was so that's good. Well, I, I will probably have pizza at the beach. We're going to be there for five nights, four nights with friends, one night just me. And, we, you know, that pizza hyena that's right, right down the street, it's just a few blocks away from my house so we can walk to it. And it's wood-fired pizza, and they are so good. And they have, like, really cute names like, this is guacward. That's one of my favorites. I made you eat this is guacward, didn't I? Did we eat that one? It's the pork and the the avocado. So good. Yeah, no, we had something else. We, we had didn't have that one. Okay, we had one with chicken and barbecue sausage. sauce. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm so excited. They have one with brie and Granny Smith apples. It's like so good. Yum. So I am going to have pizza. See, I like pizza. I just don't want to order. You exactly. Order. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> Jen and I are pizza snobs. We are. <laughs> So now it's time for our weekly good news segment. And today's story is from Zoraida. She said, hi, Sherry and Jen. I love your podcast. I've listened to you ladies from the beginning, and I'm so happy to finally be able to send you a shout out. I have a shout out to Nespresso customer service. My husband has a Nespresso machine provided by his office and he is obsessed. So he wanted a machine for home. And sure, I love rich black coffee. In any case, we ordered one from Costco. They had a great package for an excellent price. Monday, I had a very stressful day at work, and I got the notification that our machine was delivered. Yay, a silver lining. I got home anxious to get my Virtuo next up and running. It's not reading that there is water in the tank. So I called Nespresso, and by this time, I was very frustrated and my patience was thin. The customer service rep was sweet and kind and certainly did not deserve my attitude that I was dishing out at times during our conversation. After 30 minutes of trying to troubleshoot the issue, she said, I'm just going to send you a new one. She had my information and she said it would be seven to 10 business days. I asked nicely this time if it could be sooner and she said she would see what she could do, but there were no guarantees. She sent a label by email for me to return the bad machine and she sent an email confirming the replacement. I hung up the phone, still very frustrated by the day I had and the fact that my little bit of happiness was broken, but I took a deep breath and I tapped it out. Today, Wednesday, my new Virtuo Next arrived. I was so pleasantly surprised. I wish I had known her name, but she stayed calm in spite of me being frustrated and at times a bit short with her. I am so sorry because I usually am quite easygoing. I appreciate a company that stands by their products, even though it was purchased from another vendor. Thank you for reading my shout out and have a great day. So thank you, Zoraida, for sharing. And I think we've all had those days where maybe we do not behave the way we wish we would have later. (laughs) I certainly have had those days. And I usually have to go back and say, you know, I'm sorry. I was I was having a moment. (laughs) You know how um, how calm I usually am? Yes. I was on the phone with surprise, my Internet provider. Oh, goodness. Yes. (laughs) Because <laughs> I needed another one of the um, the extenders because yes. my screen porch and also our pool equipment is supposed to be on Wi-Fi. We work it through an app, but it was too far away to get the Wi-Fi. So I had to get another another extender. Well, they sent it. Well, it wouldn't wouldn't recognize. It wouldn't log on the system. So I called. We were on the phone for like two hours. It was forever. And the poor girl like did something so that when we were finished, it was so that everything worked properly, except for my podcast studio. Oh, no. Yeah. This was the one room that wasn't working. She's like, well, we're going to have to send out a technician because the way you have your home set up is wrong because you're not allowed to have this equipment plus this equipment working together. And I was like, 
okay, that is not all right. We're going to have to, I, I like got a little, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm afraid you don't understand because it was working when I called you. And this is literally the only one that needs to work is this one. <laughs> Jen's tensions were high. They were. And then she's like, okay, let's just say yes. And then she came back. She's like, well, because the technician is the one who installed it, we're not going to send out a technician. And good news. Yeah, we're going to add this one. It's all going to work. And we got it working and it was working. But, you know, I had to get a little like I had to have a little mini Meltdown. stress out moment. <laughs> uh, just a little bit because she was like, well, just send someone to your house. This was like a Saturday and no technician was going to be able to come till Monday. And I had recording scheduled for the next day. And I was like, this is not good work. Yeah. <laughs> I got to have my podcast studio working. But anyway, I still manage to stay calm. But sometimes we just. <sighs> Despite our best easy. intentions, sometimes right. we just don't hold. I had to put my foot down a little bit. Yeah. But she gave me great customer service in the end. So thank you. Wow. I've been on the phone with them a lot. Wow. is my internet company. <laughs> wow. It's been a struggle. But. <laughs> Right now we're good. good. I'm connected. Yeah. Anyway. <sighs> so listeners, we oh, we wanted to say something about what she meant by EFT. Oh, I forgot. Yes. Yeah. So if anybody wants to know what she meant by she tapped it out, I can only assume she practices the emotional freedom technique where you tap certain body meridians to relieve stress, anxiety, and even pain. We should do an episode on that. We absolutely should. Yeah, put that, that would be great. Put that in my notes. Write it down. So listeners, we need your stories. Send your good news story to connect at lifelessonscommunity.com. We want to hear about companies that have given you exceptional customer service. Give a shout out to a special someone in your life. Tell us an amazing story or share anything that might be inspirational to fellow listeners. We look forward to hearing from you and sharing your good news in an upcoming episode. Before we get to the life lesson of the week, we want to take a minute to tell you about one of the companies that makes it possible for us to bring you this podcast. And a couple of months ago, I took a break from Sunbasket as their meals just felt a little too heavy for summertime for me. And I switched back to Hungry Root Food Delivery. And I've got Jen hooked on them too. It's true. They are a company that I've used off and off on for a couple of years now, and they've continued to expand their options, their recipes, and their grocery items. So if you've used them before and stopped, you might check them out again because they have really, really ramped things up. The meals are healthy, super fast, and easy to prepare, and they have nearly zero prep work. You simply saute, heat, and eat. Cleanup is a cinch as well. Most meals can be prepared in one skillet, and each recipe makes enough for two meals. I love their grass-fed meatballs combined with bell pepper and onion saute and the superfoods tomato sauce. And I usually eat it over either chickpea pasta or seven grain blend. And their Thai peanut sauce and their hot smoked roasted salmon are amazing. I just can't say anything more about how great their meals are. If you're looking to add more veggies and plant-based meals to your dinner rotation, but lack inspiration or don't have access to delicious specialty sauces, you may really like Hungry Root. You can visit lifelessonscommunity.com, shop with us tab, and click on the Hungry Root link to save $50 on your first week's groceries. So what I love about them that's different from all the others is that they also, it's not just like you can shop by meal where they put stuff together for you. And there's like a million of them, like, like so many options. They're different week to week, but there's like, well, I don't know, a hundred you can choose from? Hundreds, yeah. 
It's a lot, but you can also go to the groceries tab and just add stuff. Like for example, you were talking about the grass-fed meatballs with the superfood tomato sauce. I got the grass-fed meatballs with an Alfredo sauce meal a few weeks ago, but I added some superfood tomato sauce because I like a tomato Alfredo, right? Mm -hmm. So I like was able to mix them both together, but you can go to the groceries tab and just throw stuff in because I was looking at one meal and I'm like, well, this one needs a little something else. So I could go in and add some potatoes. Instead of like with the other meal companies, I have to send Chad to the store to get it, you know, the extra side I might want to throw in there with Hungry Root. There it is. I love that. I just go to the shopping on their tab. Yes. And anyway. I love their little desserts. They're perfect. Like I get these little sea salted caramels that are made with coconut milk. They're like the oh, perfect little bite of chocolate and caramel at the end of the meal. So, yep, they're fun. And now it's time for our life lesson of the week. This week, we are joined by Emily Ranson, author of Growth Junkies Unite, a simple guide to reinvigorate your journey. Jen and I often say that we want to help others live their best lives, and that is what Emily is doing with her book. In the intro of the book, Emily had me hooked with just a few sentences that spoke to me personally and really illustrates what Jen and I are doing with the Life Lessons podcast and community. Emily wrote, I believe we are all here on this earth to support and care for each other, not to tear each other down. This book is a reminder for me as to who I want to be, my best self every day. We each have a chance to make a difference every single day. It's a choice. And we believe that so much here on the Life Lessons Podcast. So welcome, Emily. We're so happy to have you here with us. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. And <laughs> I can't believe the opening is like, you know, this big, cheesy, you know, uh, truism. But, you know, at the heart of everything, it really, that's what matters, right? I mean, that's. In my mind, like, what's your purpose? That's that's at the heart of it. So there you go. That's it. I mean, that's how Jen and I live our lives, really. Put the I mean, cheese we... on the table right out of the gate. There you go. There you go. Well, you know, I was a teacher for 28 years, and Sherry works in healthcare. So our background is, what can we do for you? So. <laughs> yeah, you guys have big hearts. Well, thank you. Well, tell us um, a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself and how you got to the, the point of writing this book. We all go through a journey. We all go through, kind of through an, an arc in our lives where, you know, there, there are some lessons that are coming in and either you learn them or they're going to be put in your life again until you do. You know, I was trending towards burnout pretty quickly. I had been running a couple of different businesses. One was in the, the Southwest and then the second one was in the Bay Area. And it was just all consuming. And at the same time, I was also on a fertility journey. And so you layer all these things together and it's kind of no wonder that my body wasn't responding. And so there was just kind of a, a moment where I felt like I needed to get a grip. And what's funny about that phrase, get a grip, is that so many of us go through that period where either life smacks us over the head or maybe there's a, a, a massive event that happens that shakes us up, whatever that 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 thing is. Or sometimes it's a it's a gentle culmination of things. Regardless, either you sit up and you take notice and you you have to do the work, right? It's muscle building. Growth is is a muscle. Or, you know, you're going to have to bumble along through life and probably have to figure it out again later. So, you know, the, the term get a grip comes from Gina Wickman. It's a book in the, the EOS library. And I've run businesses without the EOS set of tools and principles. And I've run a business with it. And I'll tell you, it's night and day. Once you kind of figure out this sweet spot of what you love to do and are best at, 
your life becomes so much sweeter. And that's, that's really the journey that I've been on is to kind of figure out what that is for me. And I feel like I'm there, but I'll tell you, it wasn't without the normal heartache and pain that, that all of us go through. So from the infertility journey, I am now uh, my own reality show of 48 and pregnant. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. No Congratulations. No Congratulations. I'm, yeah. I'm about six months along right now. And then on top of that, I've been able to rejigger my business from a tired, outdated business model to a, a, a new, fresh, innovative model that is taking an office furniture dealership to a direct to consumer business model, like what you see in the retail industry happening with like Warby Parker and away luggage and like the mattress industry you used to go to the mattress store. Now you get it from like Casper or Tufton Needle. We're applying the same principles in the commercial business and it's working. So, you know, fundamentally I was able to make some breakthroughs there. And then also thanks to being able to free up some of the time from the day-to-day -day operations of that business, I was able to get into my true passion, which is helping others that are just feeling trapped by their business. It's like that hamster on a treadmill feeling, but you can't quite get off. So yeah, that's, that's where I was. That is exactly how I felt that, that the business was running me and that I had no work-life balance, zero. I mean, it was just kind of this all-encompassing ball. So again, no wonder that my body couldn't respond to fertility. And so the culmination of that was now becoming a, a business coach. I've been doing this for a few years now, and I'll tell you, I just light up. This gives me so much energy, and I learn as much as I give. And in my mind, that's like the, the nexus point of, you know, this, that whole concept that we opened with, you know, why we're here on this earth. It's this kind of reciprocity thing that comes around. And so I just get so fueled up from this. And so the, the book came in the middle of that journey, kind of this moment of realizing that you're at one end of the stick, you're either growing or dying. And I don't know about y'all, but I would rather be at the growth end of that stick. At the end of every podcast, we share a quote from a listener and like what it means to them. And last week's was something about growth and like you can either resist change and growth or you can lean into it. And the whole time that you've been talking, I'm listening to you and I was thinking of that quote because it's so true. You could sit there and just stay stuck in the mud and say, I'm not doing anything different. This is just what I'm going to do. Or you can say, what can I do different or better? And and you definitely took that approach. I feel like when you get in the, the stream of life, you know, you're not paddling upstream, you're going with the flow. That's that's the growth end of the stick. The dying end of the stick is when we we go into blame and victim mode and and we shut down or we ignore these signs that are coming in. You know, that in my mind is where, you know, you're going to dinosaur out, you're going to stale out, you're going to find yourselves having to repeat these life set lessons over and over again until you get it. And so in in my mind, I'd rather get in the stream and the book was my way of making that choice and choosing to do that work. And it does take bravery. I mean, you know, this is, it's not, it's not easy. We got to confront some, some things going on in our lives and we got to clean them up. That said, it is so worth it when you get to the other side and you realize what it was all about. 
And sometimes in the middle of it, you can't see that light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. And yet that's that's the thing that you've got to do is you've, you've got to find that light within yourself. You can't look externally to get filled up. And I think it never works. You made a great point that I think that I want to bring out for listeners. And that is now that you're doing what you love, you talked about how it lights you up. Right. And so before you were trudging along. And so for anybody who's listening, if you're trudging along and your work is drudgery, that's that's a that's the sign that you need to do something different. And when you are doing the thing that matches your passion and your purpose, you will feel lit up by your work and you can keep doing your work, you know, all the time and you don't mind the work. Not to say you have to work 24-7, but you you really enjoy doing it and it becomes a true passion. And in the past, our grandparents' generation, they would get a job and they would keep that job forever. We we get different jobs, right? We're we we're a generation that that moves around. So find something that lights you up. Well, and we all have more choices available to us now. And whether it's just life in general, there's just more paths and avenues to take now, or just the fact that um, the world has changed. Y- there's education, you know, available to people that wasn't available before. There's companies who provide education. I mean, so growth is there if you choose to take it. And, you know, while I was reading your book, you have written it geared towards successful business practices. But I, I-, I was reading it from the context of successful life practices. I mean, it could apply to family or work or friendships or, you know, any of that, any social dynamic with other people. Yeah. The, the tools that I talk about, I've, I've got a, a workshop that I know you all were interested in hearing a little bit about. It's called Drop the Ball, Do More of What Matters. And it's, it's based on a, a body of work, a book by an author that I truly respect. She's trying to think of her name actually right now and it's not coming to me so I apologize I'll come back to it though the point is she really this whole balance thing that I'm sure your listeners struggle with we all do and you hit it on the head right now there's so many opportunities out there and there's so many resources how do you narrow to the best few that are going to get you the most results and that's part of the reason why I live my life on these these EOS fundamentals that, that that I talk about so much, but you know the workshop that I do, um, you know I offer for free for nonprofits because literally, if it's one thing I can do to give back, then why wouldn't I do that? And it's truly something where you take these these different tools that you can apply. It, it can be certainly in a business setting. That's the initial intention, but when you apply them to the the whole of your life. They're, they're incredibly powerful. So I just remembered the author, Tiffany Dufu. So I want to give her props because she's the one that really based, based this, this inspiration for me pulling the set of tools and disciplines together that I share in this, this particular uh, workshop. So but can we back up one second? I have a question for you. Yeah, please yeah. go. Ex- uh, tell us what EOS means. That is what I was Mm -hmm. just getting ready to ask, Sherry. Great minds think alike. I had that written down. What is EOS? (laughs) Yeah. You know, a lot of people ask me that because, you know, it's, it's, it's such a funny acronym, but it's kind of like your phone. Your phone is an iOS and it's like the system running in the background so that you can do all these cool things with your phone. 
The same is true with EOS. EOS is called the Entrepreneurial Operating System, developed by Gina Wickman. And if you're wanting more information, there's a bunch out there that's free. And your listeners can certainly contact me if they want some of this free information as well. He's written a book called Traction, another one called Get a Grip. He's a prolific author. And he what he does is he simplifies. He allows you to pull in the best and fewest tools and principles that will allow you to learn what to say no to, how to focus. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. It's, it's really powerful work. It's changed my life. I've learned to not eat the elephant in one sitting because that causes us to go into stress and overwhelm, right? You got to ch- take a chunk out of that elephant a little bit at a time. We call it compartmentalizing in the EOS world. And there's another tool that really harkens to Dan Sullivan's work. Uh, he's another great business coach and author out there. He talks about delegate and elevate to your unique ability. And that is a powerful tool. When you can start to look at the things that you do throughout your day, throughout your week, throughout your month, and what you can do to better center your energy on what you love to do and are best at by listing them out and starting to figure out how to delegate those where you can. Now, you may not be able to day one, but over time, you're going you're gonna to have more awareness and it's going to create more openings and you'd be shocked. I, I hired a virtual assistant that I'm able to provide a great lifestyle for over in the Philippines. And she she loves working with us. And it's so great to see that, you know, we get such great value. She gets great value for her life. It's, again, that reciprocity piece. And, you know, so getting help doesn't have to cost a lot. It, you've got to kind of figure it out and, and socialize ideas in order to find the right one. That said, it's it's definitely a worthwhile pursuit because, again, this is what will give you that harmony, whether you want to call it work-life balance, I call it harmony because truly that's the nexus of what we're seeking. I love that. I love that. And I just shared last week, I have been the primary caretaker of my very large lawn. (laughs) My husband has had multiple multiple surgeries over the last couple of years. And he's currently recovering from another one, getting ready to have another one. I have been tasked with this lawn and I work a full-time job and I have this podcast and I have this online community and I'm busy. And I found myself so angry and bitter about having to have a yard to keep up. And I don't like to ask for help. And I don't like to admit that I can't do something. And I finally just went one day, I thought, does doing lawn care bring me joy? No. And I hired a lawn crew this year and it's like, whoa. And I mean, I I have more time. I don't waste time worrying about it. I don't go to bed thinking, oh, I got to get up and do that in the morning. My neighbors aren't, don't have to look at my yard anymore and, and judge my unmowed yard. And it just cleaned up so much mental space, let alone time. That really is a great great idea for figuring out what um you know what to offload. I just was at a conference a couple of weeks ago, and it was, do you do it like in a grid of four things, like a, a four boxes, and you're like, what I don't like, what I love, what I'm not good at, what I am good at, and you can put every task into one of those quadrants. Like there might be something you're good at, but you don't like doing it, right? That's something you can let go later. But anything you don't like and you're not good at. Those are the first things to let go. So you can focus on the quadrant of things you're good at and you like. 
that's that's the, that's, that's sort the of focus. actual tool. So thank you for describing it. And I find the, the 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 folks that I get to work with, it's like the quadrant where they go to die is the stuff that they hate. You know, they really they don't like it, but they're good at it, and so they're stuck. And a lot of times they don't have the enough awareness to realize I, I need to get that off my plate. I need to drop so that. That brings up a good point to me. I hear this all the time in from people in our Facebook community. I've heard this from people at work. I've heard this from friends that they are not happy in their position at their job, but they're so good at it that every time they try to apply for a different position with their company, they are turned down and they're told, we need you where you are. Do you have good advice for that situation? Yeah, I think what you have to do is kind of like what we talk about in this gig economy. You've got to start building up the skill sets while you are in the space where you are. There are things you can be doing to start beefing up what you love to do and are best at and make that portable. So for example, I'm a great example of this. And part of it was, you know, what's interesting is I, I, I didn't even know it. <laughs> Luckily, the the EOS implementer, that's what we call ourselves. We don't call ourselves coaches because we don't tell people what to do. But the EOS implementer that we worked with in our business kept after me saying, you know, Emily, you obviously have a strength here. You're obviously passionate about this. And I kept saying, not right time, not right time, you know, all those sorts of things. And then it, it was like with with writing the book. And, you know, the, the, the culmination of this, this infertility journey and all these things kind of coming together, it was like the light bulb was like, yes, this is the right thing. This, it, this would absolutely give me the energy. And so I had to, to kind of fly the fly two planes at once, if you will. And so part of the delegate and elevate is figuring out how to do that. Right. That's, that's the key there. And the other thing is, is the power of focus. Once you understand that that's your path, you will fight for it. You will figure it out and you will make it work because that's going to be your future, right? And so I have a very multifaceted career these days. I'm a business owner. I'm a business coach. I am a facilitator for a peer-to-peer -peer leadership group. I'm a, an author, obviously doing podcasts. I am also sit on several nonprofit boards because I'm really passionate about making change in my community. And I feel like if you're going to if you're going to gripe about stuff, then you got to put your money where your mouth is and, and put your time. Yeah. I want to be an instrument of change rather than just be the person that, that sits on the sidelines, you know, armchair quarterbacking. So, yeah. And, and I couldn't be doing all that if, if I hadn't been intentional about making this transition over time, it's not a light switch. You can't just turn it on off. So somebody that's wanting to kind of dump a career and start a new one, you got to pave the way for that. And I'm I'm self-taught. You know, I didn't go out there and get an MBA. A lot of this stuff is available really inexpensively. We over, we've already talked about that. So it's a matter of, of finding that passion that will drive you through it, right? So hopefully that answers the question, Sherry. You have uh, one of the topics that I know you go over is replace busy with balanced so you work better, faster, and smoother. Yes. What does that mean to you? Focus. It's really about focus. And there's another tool that I share in the drop the ball workshop where it's, it's something from EOS called the vision traction organizer. And it's something you can use as a leadership team and running a business. You can use it as a, 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 a department, a team. So it's something that can apply in multifacets of your life. 
I apply it with my, my personal life. I apply it with family. And so it's a two-page strategic planning document that is so simple yet so effective. And again, it's one of those tools that's available for free. People can message me and happy to send it to them over email. It's so simple yet so effective. And what it will do is it will narrow the field of all these resources and opportunities and challenges and you know all the things. And it will create a, a clarity of focus and an action plan to help you get there. It is okay. So I need this. So I'm going to email you <laughs> and I'm going to and, and tell our listeners where they're going to email you. Yes. So the easiest place I'm pretty available. So you can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me a lot of places. Just Google my name. The email address is E F as in Frank Ranson, R A N as in Nancy, S O N as in Nancy E. So E F Ranson at Gmail. That's it. All right. Perfect. And what document are they asking for? You can call it the VTO for shorthand, but it's the Vision Traction Organizer. Vision Traction Organizer. All right. And you can also Google that. So, you know, EOS, we, we, we share a lot of tools for free because, again, we have a, a core value of help first. So we want to make sure that that people can do what they can from wherever they're sitting immediately and not have to I love that. pay a bunch of money yeah. or try. Yeah. To yeah. yeah so. I wear lots of hats and I try to do a lot of things all the same time. My husband likes to tell me to do many things at once is to do nothing well. <laughs> I think he tells me that twice a day. We use the phrase <laughs> less is more. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm a three on the Enneagram, so I'm an achiever. And I'm going to climb that mountain. I'm going to climb 20 mountains. And I don't even know why I'm climbing the damn mountain. And so the hard thing for it's me It's just is, there. Yeah, it's just there. And I like a challenge. And so the, 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 the thing about the, these tools that I'm sharing is that it will help you get intentional, focused, and actually deliver on the results that you want for yourself. And that's really powerful. It puts you in the driver's seat instead of feeling like, you know, you're, you're just flailing about out there. And that's really what I feel that harmony brings when we're talking about that work-life balance challenge. So you also talk about uncovering your like or your skill sweet spot. How does one do that? We have a lot of members in our Facebook community. We have about 10,000 people in our, mem in our Facebook community, and they come to us with all sorts of life questions. And one thing that we get over and over again is, my kids have graduated and gone off to college and or they've gone on with their adult lives. And now I really don't know what to do with myself. I want to go back to work or I want to switch jobs. You know, I don't have to do this job. I've been, you know, that's been drudgery for the last 15 years. I want to do something that is my passion. How do people find their what their how do they determine what their skills are, what they're good at if they're just at a loss? You know, I think we all go through those periods of, of kind of self-reflection and evaluation and, and checking in with ourselves. And I find the more you try to force it, the more likely you aren't going to get into the flow of life. So part of it is have a little patience and grace with yourself. We tend to be hardest on ourselves as humans. And so Very just, true. just pause for a minute and give yourself some space. And the reason why I say that is that if it comes from the front part of your brain, the cognitive part of your brain, it's, it's going to be the wrong answer. Whereas if you allow like the supercomputer, the subconscious to actually do this work for you, we only use like, what is it? Eight, 10% of our brains. 
So if, if you can let this, the subconscious do the work, you've got to prime the pump. And I'm going to give you some insights and tools for that. But if you can do that, then, then your subconscious is going to be far more powerful in getting you aligned and in that flow, uh, you know, in the stream, so to speak. So the couple of things. Yeah, because it never stops trying to solve that those problems, right? Your subconscious is always working. That's why I Sherry knows this about me. My best ideas are where? In the shower. In the shower. That's right. Like where I'm like just doing nothing but soaping up my hair. Then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, I just solved this huge problem. It just popped <laughs> into my head. But <laughs> your subconscious is always, always calculating. Yeah, we, we in EOS call those clarity breaks and you've got to have them. Sometimes I subscribe to to the, the clients that I'm working with. Just sit down. It needs to be a time where you can get outside your normal, you know, eight to five, whatever. It, it might be that you need to go connect with nature. It may be that you need to just go for a walk. It may be that you need to sit down with a blank piece of paper and just do some freeform writing and see what comes up. Those things are what are going to start to unlock this supercomputer at the back of your brain. So again, if we're priming the pump, those are some of the things that I talk about. Start with a clarity break, right? You have to allow space for the supercomputer to actually be able to do the work. So that's the first thing. The second thing is you can do what is called an ideal scene. Now, if you're not familiar with that, it's just basically something where you put what the nexus is, what the, the, the sweet spot of what your ideal life would be like a simple statement. It could be family, love, fulfilling career, whatever that is for you at the center of that. And then what you do is you draw like these little spokes off of it. So it looks like a wheel and as many as come that come out for you. So this could be a part of that clarity break where you're doing this free form writing, but think about that ideal life that you want for yourself. Paint a picture, paint a vivid picture. You hear people that do a different version of this. That's more like, you know, the, the kind where you cut out pages from a magazine and you do a vision board or so it can be visual as well. It doesn't have to be written. Just whatever is is going to harness that for you, but create that picture. And it's not your current condition. Don't ever base unless you truly are happy where you are. But usually this work, it's because there's something you want to tweak and you don't have to know what the career is. What you need to know is what you want it to feel like. Oh, that's huge. Okay. It mm -hmm. is huge. So you don't need to know the throughput of what that is. You just need to know, I want, I want to feel flexibility. You know, I want the ability to really work harmoniously with teams. I want the ability to harness what I'm really good at, even if I don't know right now exactly what that sweet spot is. When you, when you start getting in that feeling again, you are unlocking a different part of your brain that will go to work on your behalf on your field of vision is very wide right now. What you're, when you're at the start of this journey and what this will do is it will start to narrow the things that come in and it give you that, that narrowing range of focus. It'll bring in these opportunities, these insights, things will start kind of clicking in ways you can't even imagine but you got to prime the pump. So keep at it. Keep doing this kind of, uh, ex, you know, experiential work that, that teases out the, this, these uh, sensations and emotions, because that's really what this is about. It's about getting you to a better feeling place. You feel stale. You feel bored at your job or whatever that is. 
we've got to move the needle and you can't move that on the emotional guidance scale from disempowered and angry and contempt and all those negative emotions to absolute, you know, joy and rapture. You've got to kind of move up the emotional scale. These things are going to be what moves you up that emotional scale one by one. Right. So that's the start of the journey. Then as you start to bring more of this in, do things like the vision traction organizer, do things like the, the delegate and elevate tool. You know, there's there's some of these that are, are again, going to take that work to the next level for you so that then you're once again priming the pump so that your brain is automatically working on the right things for you. So as you're talking, yeah, so as you're talking, what I'm visualizing in my head, and maybe I'm wrong, so you can tell me if I'm wrong. I'm wrong a lot. <laughs> Aren't we all? So, yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm visualizing, I have a piece of paper, and I am writing down sort of my vision statement of my life, of like what I want my life to look and feel like, right? And then I'm I'm visualizing the little details that need to all come together to create that vision statement. Is, is that, is that a good description of what you're describing or did I go I would, left I field? Call them details. I would call them actually 50,000 foot view of what's most important to you. So don't focus on the detail details, go general, think very generally on an emotional basis on what lights you up about your life or what would light you up about your life. Paint that picture, but keep it really general at the outset. Now, when you do this work a month, two months, three months, six months down the line, you might be able to go more specific, more detailed. Yes, you'll be able to fine tune it as you go. And I highly recommend that you do this exercise regularly to start taking it from like the wide, big, broad view and start being able to funnel it into focus. So you're on the right track. It's just, you've got to make sure that, that you start big picture before you work into too much detail. Because if you try to paint too much detail, it's it's going to get you held up. We're, we're constantly chasing perfection. We're constantly you know, trying to fight against ourselves. Going general will free you from that. So once you have this big picture, how do you determine what the most important first step is? Well, that's that's hard to be prescriptive because for every single person, that's going to be different, right? And I think one of the things is that if you are priming the pump by doing clarity breaks, having some grace, starting big picture, going general, doing something to prime the pump with, with whether it's the ideal scene process, starting out with delegate and elevate, vision traction organizer, using some of these tools that I'm talking about. I've also got an EOS uh, book called Decide. That's a great ebook. It's free. And one of those uh, kinds of tools, again, will help start narrowing your vision, your, your, your focus in. And then what you want to do is, is just start intentionally asking yourselves questions. Does this light me up? You know, is this something that would fuel my energy? You know, as you go about thinking about things and you're casting this intention, start priming the pump by asking some of those questions to your supercomputer and then journal. And then the answer pops in. The answer it's will show itself. It's surprising yes. that it shows up. It kind of sounds woo-woo. I get that. 
I totally yeah, but I, I'm living proof. This is this is how I've I'm lived my life. You know, well, Jen, I'm totally living yeah. proof. And this. you know, I'm several times in same life. same thing. You know, when I was a teacher, the last year that I was teaching, it really got to me. Like I couldn't do some things I really wanted to do. Like for example, take my son to college and move him in, and there was a hurricane, and then it got delayed, and I had to take a personal day, and I was I had no flexibility, and then we had a things like a an big eclipse that it was going to be like dark 15 minutes away. I mean, little things like that. And I, there was no flexibility. I couldn't go do it because I had to be at school. And I, I suddenly was like, this is not the life I want to live. I want to live a life where I'm flexible and I can go and I can do, but I'm still teaching and I'm reaching others. And so out of that, even probably several years before that, when Will was about to go to a really expensive college and I'm like, how are we going to pay for this? And like, I got to figure out a way. And it all just fell into place. All the things that I wanted, what I was thinking of all along, my mind figured out how to make them happen. But, what's you know, or I could about? still be sitting at school right now, right? You literally didn't even have all these tools and you were still able and capable to do it. So, you know, again, it doesn't necessarily, you don't have to follow this prescription with, you know, these set of tools that I'm describing. I'm just giving your listeners the chance to, find some inspiration and then whatever journey they choose, no judgment. There's no right or wrong, right? They've got, but you will take the skills with you. The strengths that you've got go with you. Like the skills that I had as an elementary teacher have carried over to my new career, my new work. And and I just brought it with me. Totally Mm -hmm. agree with you. You'll be shocked and delighted how things start fusing together that the rearview mirror on your life and career starts to click in and make sense. Like, oh, that's why I did that weird stint for three years in Albuquerque, or that's why I lived for a year in Wichita, which, you know, those things really happened in my life. Like literally I moved five times in the span of like three years at one point for, for my career. And so the, while you're needed in it, sometimes the, it's not knowable. Well, and I think that's a big thing. We had an episode not too long ago on fear of the unknown. And so many people get stuck because they don't know what the future is going to be, right? So they're kind of afraid to take that next step because they don't know what's next and they are afraid of change. So I think number one, you have to put that fear down. You have to just say like, this is my life. And I'm going to live my life and what happens happens and I can deal with that. I just got a huge light bulb that came in. Uh, Mel Robbins, love her energy. If you're familiar with it, she's got the five, four, three, two, one, and just go. And I highly recommend that for your listeners, because if you get a, a hit or an insight or something coming in and you let your lizard brain take over and talk you out of it, you're missing the whole point. And what I love about Mel Robbins' whole concept around this is like, if you can get yourself to do it in five seconds or less, then you're going to capitalize on this energy and momentum. Whereas if you let the lizard brain talk you out of it, you're going to be stuck. And that's exactly what you're talking about, Sherry. You know, none of us had a rule book during COVID. And, you know, it's, it's been hard to figure out how to make our way through this. And can I just add, if you don't, I mean, this, I'm speaking from personal experience here. If you don't quite have the confidence in yourself to make that step, find a friend, Jen, 
who has that confidence in you, who will push you a little bit outside of your comfort zone. I lived a life full of a lot of just disruption and trauma and stuff that I had to overcome. And it made me start to live very safe. Now I am a risk taker and I love adventure, but I got to that point where I was like, I don't feel like I can take a risk. I don't feel like I can do that. I might have to recover from it. And so I was living very safe, but I was not fulfilled. I had this idea for the podcast and I was like sat on it for so long. And then Jen kept saying, you have to do it. You have to do it. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. And it really took her to really encourage me to get me to make the jump. And it's the most fun I've ever had. And we have a great time with it. And so if you don't like, if you don't have that in yourself, somebody out there believes in you. I talk Tell about getting them accountability dream. junkie for that reason. I talk about getting, you know, your, your own accountability partner, because you can call them a board of advisors or whatever, but you've got to have a group of trusted few that you can go and be raw and vulnerable and dream big and shake things up a little bit and, you know, challenge yourself in the spirit of growth. And even if you decide that it doesn't fit for whatever reason, it doesn't mean that it's not the right fit forever. It just might be a timing issue or it might be a recipe issue, you know, that you've got to get some things lined up first. And so, yeah, I love that you guys found each other and that that really worked for you, that that was the right recipe beautiful. Yeah. Well, I am so glad you came on. I have to say, you know, people reach out to us to be on the podcast and you like you were one of them. And I'm always kind of like, hmm, will this resonate with our listeners? You know, but I don't feel like we've ever had a, a bad guest. And because we are life lessons, we can take lessons from literally anything. And even if you don't think it applies to you today, Mm-hmm. It could apply to you next month or it next does. year. It'll sit back and it's sitting in the computer and it'll yep, come back yep. when you need it. Yes. Because again, this is these are not just business lessons. They're life the, the they're life lessons that you can apply really, whether you're talking about, you know, should you downsize your house or should you, you know, whatever with the kids. I mean, anything that you're facing, you could use these strategies yep. in, in your life. And you're going to be a mom. Well, tell people. No. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I know. No, you're going to be implementing some of these strategies into oh, motherhood. Agreed. Yes. Yeah. So. I feel very lucky that it's, uh, you know, no joke at 48. No joke at 48. But I feel like like I have the tools and capacity and e- emotional awareness that it is like the right sweet spot in terms of the timing. So, you know. We'll figure it out. Well, tell our listeners one more time how to how to find you. How can they find your work? Well, a couple of things. One, I have some freebies for your listeners. One is if they'd like a discount on the book, Growth Junkies Unite, you can go to growthjunkiesunite.com backslash VIP. And you'll see some uh, free toolkit in there of all my source material. But basically, this is like taking years and years of, of my own self-study and bringing it down into the Cliff's Notes version of not only the book, but the the source material that I use. So I highly recommend that, that free toolkit. The second thing is that if anyone would like, if you are running a business or on a leadership team or aspiring to be you know, on a leadership team, there's a 90 minute workshop that I give that's completely free that again is setting that foundation with these tools and principles that I've been talking about. And so I highly recommend people take me up on that as well. 
And then finally, in order to reach me, you can uh, get on LinkedIn and type in my name, Emily Ranson, or as we said, efranson at Gmail. So EF is in Frank Ranson at Gmail. And that's pretty easy. Pretty easy to find me out there. And we'll have all that in show notes yeah, for listeners good. to find. So I do have a business website as well called tractionforgrowth.com. So if my name gets tricky for whatever reason, tractionforgrowth.com is another way to find me. So multiple. Perfect. Ways. Well, thank you so much for being here today. So fun. So fun. Great conversation. That was so fun. Before we get to our listener-led lesson of the week, we want to take a minute to tell you about one of the companies that makes it possible for us to bring you the podcast. And today I want to talk about Dry Farm Wines. Sherry, I have such good news. What's that? I am finally sleeping a little better even after having wine. Oh. I, I wonder know. That's very, very exciting. Your body has ad- adapted to menopause maybe? Well, I'm thinking that might be it. It also could be some of the Dr. Quebecca stuff that I've been using. Because I have been using her stuff, right? And <laughs> I also recently switched my magnesium brand, you know. So it's like maybe a whole bunch of things. I've switched my magnesium. I am using Dr. Quebecca's stuff. And now I'm able to drink a glass of wine or even two and still sleep. I've had like wine the last three days. Not much, like, you know, a glass and a half of wine. And my sleep score has been a 90 each night for three nights in a row. When my average sleep score is an 80. So that just shows you, I know. So I'm so excited. So anybody that is wondering, dry farm wines, you know, it's really the only wine that I drink at home. And it's because, you know, I've, I've met the founder actually now in person, Todd White. He came on um, episode 114 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. But when I was at my conference in Arizona, there he was. So I introduced myself, got to meet him. You didn't know that? Yeah, I've met Todd now. And also that was the wine that they served at the conference. That it was dry, it was sponsored by Dry Farm Wines. And so we had all the dry farm wines we wanted all the whole time. It was fabulous. But it really is the the wine that works the best for my body because they don't have, you know, they they curate the wine that they send you and they make sure it is free from all these additives. And so check it out. If you go to dryfarmwines.com slash life lessons, there's a special deal for you there. It's It works. It's like a subscription. You can set it to be as frequently as you want or just try it one time. But if you sign up for the subscription, you get a penny bottle in your first shipment, which is such a great deal because this wine is just really, it's like, it's so good. You get used to it. It's different. When I say you get used to it, that makes it sound bad. <laughs> but we're used to... I guess the factory farmed wines. And so that's what we've come to expect. But this is kind of like what wine is meant to be. And so when you first taste it, you're like, this is not what I'm used to. This is not like that box of wine I was buying before. But once your palate adjusts to this wine, it's the only wine you're going to want. So check it out. Try a box and see. So next we have a segment we call our listener-led lesson. It might be a life hack, a book recommendation, a special recipe, a kitchen tip, or anything along those lines. Today's listener-led lesson comes from Kate in Australia. She has a book recommendation. She recommends The Barefoot Investor by Scott Pape. Scott is an Australian author who now also works as a financial counselor for people suffering hardship. The Barefoot Investor has helped my husband and I set up good, healthy financial practices, which is enabling us to pay off debt fast and will set us up to retire comfortably. And this, these are words coming from Kate. And she says, his advice is practical, doable, 
and does not overlook generosity, which I really appreciate as I believe that giving is important. My teenage children also practice his advice and are making wise financial decisions, and they have good, solid savings. I think every household should have a copy of this book. Well, Kate, thank you for your recommendation. I have not heard of that one, so that'll be one to look up. I need to do some barefoot investing. I like to be barefoot, so... Yeah. Had you heard of that one before, Sherry? I have not heard of that one. Well, thank you, Kate, and everyone should check that out. At the end of each show, we share a motivational quote from a listener, and today's quote comes from April. The quote is from Yoda. It is, do or do not. There is no try. I love it. I would to say that in a Yoda voice, but this is not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear it in Yoda's voice. She oh, yeah. Said, when I first began my intermittent fasting journey, someone posted this quote in a meme in the DDD community, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. Either commit to it totally or forget it. Most things in life are this way. Trying leaves room for failure or backing out. Doing means finishing your attentions, plain and simple. And I, I love I that. Love that. Mm-hmm. So good. So everybody, thank you so much for listening today. Make sure to join the Facebook community. It's called Life Lessons with Jen and Sherry. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcast app. We would also love for you to leave a review on iTunes. It helps others find us. Do you have a story to share for our good news segment, a listener-led lesson, or a motivational quote that means something to you? Or do you have an area of expertise that you want to share as our featured guest for the week as we present our weekly life lesson? Email us at connect at lifelessonscommunity.com and listen each week to see if we share your story or tip. Until next week, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.